1: Voice America listeners, welcome to my 393rd ever show of all around sports. We reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Which comes to me through, through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call in expert, AP Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. First of all, before we get started, thanks to all essential personnel for keeping us safe during this unprecedented pandemic era. Well, my highlight of the week is live sports actually being on television over the weekend, from golf at Seminole Country Club in Florida and Bundesliga Soccer in Germany to NASCAR from Darlington and horse racing from Churchill Downs. I'm going to start with focusing on the golf, which I watched a lot of yesterday. It was the tailor-made driving relief for charity from iconic Seminole Country Club in Juneau Beach, Florida. It's the first first time it's ever been shown on television, which was absolutely awesome, Uh, just north of West Palm Beach, right on the Atlantic Ocean. And as you would hope, the uh, the match ended dramatically on an extra hole when Rory McIlroy got closest to the pin on the final drive of the day, giving him and playing partner Dustin Johnson a Skins win over their opponents, Ricky Fowler and Matt Wolf. And they were great, but the star was seminal. Uh, again, our first ever peak at Seminole Country Club, which was just a spectacular setting. You could basically walk from the 17th or 18th green right onto the beach, and the, the Atlantic Ocean was just right there. So it was just uh, uh, great viewing all day with the beautiful views, beautiful weather, 87 degrees. And just to give you a sense of Seminole, uh, and its uh, iconic status as soon as Tom Brady joined the Tampa Bay Bucs. Uh, one of the first things he did upon moving to Florida was become a member of Seminole Country Club. So I think that tells you all you need to know about uh, its lofty status. So millions was raised yesterday. Think of figure, final figure was around 5 million. They had lots of great... Uh, you know, long drives, hole in one or hole in one opportunities, double eagles to uh, you know beef up the winnings. people they had a number for people to call in and make donations. Uh, so it was some big money, and in fact, the final shot that I referenced by Rory was with about one point one million on the line. One of the th- things a few things were different than what we're used to seeing. And I thought it was all pretty cool. Start with the fact that uh, four PGA players were wearing shorts, just not something you often see. It added an instant casualness to it. And right off the bat, uh, they were all carrying their own bags, uh, which looked pretty heavy, quite frankly, but these are young, in-shape guys, so they had no problem with it. And then, lastly, the other thing that jumped out at me was uh, that they were miked up, so you could basically uh, hear them talking throughout the round. So they were all really cool innovations. Uh, if I had to pick, I don't think they'll be wearing shorts or carrying bags moving forward. Uh, but if I uh, something could uh, stick around. Uh, And keep in mind, crazy circumstances like we're in today is exactly what breeds innovation in many areas, including broadcasts, Uh, but love to see the mic'd up thing. I mean, that was just really uh, uh, felt like you were there to a degree. It was just like, you know, four people out playing golf and listening to what they were saying to each other, encouraging each other, what have you. So it's really unique and different. And, uh, and the good news is uh, it happens again this coming Sunday, Memorial Day weekend at 3 p.m. on TNT, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, when the aforementioned Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson will team up against uh, Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning from Medalist Golf Club in Hobie Sound, Florida. So, uh, Florida, place to be in the world of golf. All of a sudden, not that it's always, not that it hasn't always been that way, but uh, so that should be great, especially with those four personalities. Uh, should be priceless. Um, so, certainly tuning in and could be the highlight of uh, live TV viewing on Memorial Day weekend. And again, uh, my bizarre story of the week was seeing events in empty facilities. Uh, It started off Saturday morning watching the Bundesliga, which is the German soccer league. And they played in an 80,000-seat stadium, which was empty. Uh, They had literally things like... uh, You know, teddy bears and whatnot in the stands uh, and piped in some kind of sound, uh, you know, felt somewhere like a cross between, you know, music and some crowd noise. Uh, It was just strange to see, especially the way they celebrated goals, which was uh, with social distancing in mind, shall we say, Uh, as was the golf yesterday. For instance, there was a designated Seminole employee, I believe, was the only one that could touch the flagstick all day long on all 18 holes. Um, So, and as uh, announcers walked along with, uh, you know, with the golfers, they were socially distanced. So, yeah, so it was all really, uh, really cool. NASCAR down at Darlington uh, was fun to see late yesterday afternoon. Again, everything was empty. You know, that I'm discussing UFC, uh, you know, was on again over the weekend. And then there was some horse racing from uh, Churchill Downs, which I enjoyed since I was at last year's Kentucky Derby. And uh, so it was all just good to see, although, you know, the fact they were held in empty facilities uh, was all a little bit bizarre. And lastly, my low light of the week was the now infamous Blake Snell rant. The uh, pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays went off about, as he called it, the Rona. And basically how the how MLB was proposing to pay players. And he basically said, uh, you, you know, he was not a fan of what they were going to do and uh and again, you, you know, it's instantly right up there with the Allen Iverson. We're talking about uh, uh, practice rant. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stutham, better multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Inglehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern
3: Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time.
4: Hey, thank you, John, for having me on this show. Really appreciate it. Doing just fine. Thank you.
1: Well, that's good to hear. Uh, as are we up here, it's spring has sprung. Uh, nice weekend weather-wise and in solid into the 70s. A little bit of a chill, but it looks like it's, we're going to get into the 80s for Memorial Day weekend. So as usual in Massachusetts, AP and New England, you can relate, uh, you know, it's, Winter, then summer, with not much spring in between. And that's <laughs> been the case again this year in a big way, yeah. as always. But we'll take it. Yeah. No complaining. We're, we're, we're just about oh, there.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure people welcome that, that to, those type of degrees, 80 degrees and sunshine and, and things that will open up here soon for, for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, well, Massachusetts, which has been really the last state uh, to be reopening on, in a number of areas, such as golf courses, opening up uh, about ten days ago, or whatever. Uh, they're they're literally within the past hour have announced their reopening plan, which starts today with like manufacturing and construction, and houses of worship. Progresses into next week with things like barber shops. Some. I can use, (laughs) and I guess you had the (laughs) opportunity in Alabama to already use one down there, right?
4: Sure did, yeah. It was great to finally go to get your hair cut, and it feels much better now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, how's the reopening going down in Alabama? Because you, like most states, are certainly ahead of us up here in Massachusetts.
4: Yeah, I think people are anxious to get out and most of the time they're wearing their masks and protective gear and trying to keep that social distance. And, and, you know, you really feel like you're contributing if you try to follow those guidelines. I mean, it's, it's not the best situation for everybody, but uh, you're trying to comply and get this country moving again.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The masks are, are in say the least. And, uh, Yeah, and very prevalent up here. I mean, you're required to wear a mask in Massachusetts if social distancing is impossible. So, yeah, as you would expect with a nice weekend up here, it was really uh, people were out literally everywhere Um, and everybody was wearing masks. I mean, that's just all you can say. And uh, so anyway, the process is. Finally underway here in Mass, as I, again, to reiterate, I, I think we're kind of the last one, uh, as it has been, uh, but been pretty hard hit up here in Massachusetts, so it's not surprising and very conservative. But again, they just, governor just held a news conference, so we're underway, and AP, we're also underway over the weekend with some sports. Um, you know, I, I talked for a segment, uh, geez, there was like... Five uh, live sports things on TV this weekend. uh, The highlight for me was far far and away, you know, uh, the golf from Seminole Country Club down there in Florida with Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson beating Ricky Fowler and Matt Wolfe in the Skins game. But we also had Bundesliga soccer from Germany, which I tuned into. I tuned into everything uh NASCAR yesterday from Darlington um live horse racing from Churchill Downs and UFC which has certainly been out there ahead of everybody with the live uh live events so yeah it was it was just great to see um especially for me the golf because I I watched you know uh, a lot at the beginning and a lot at the end and and it was a great ending with the they were tied at the end after 18 holes, and uh, and it ended with closest to the pin. And Rory put it closest to the pin on the final shot of the day. Uh, so he and DJ won. So it was really cool. G- good ending and beautiful course.
4: Yeah, I think golf, of all the major sports, you know, football, basketball, baseball, golf, that's probably the easiest one to produce because it's the least amount of uh, – participants you know you can't have those matches so uh, if the revenue stream from the tv is enough and it makes economic sense so you're going to have those uh, you know that that will continue i believe uh, i think pretty soon here john within the next i would say two weeks you're going to find out something about the sport that everyone's concerned about in the southeast and southwest and Atlantic coast i guess is college football i think you're going to have an answer pretty soon Moving forward, because yeah. you would need a minimum of, of uh, I would say, six weeks, two weeks in your shorts and your helmet, and then four weeks in your pads to prepare for the season, eight weeks preferably. So I, I think June 1st, uh, or before we, we might hear an announcement, uh, June 15th would be the last day, I think, that you're going to hear about the college football and, and their decision.
1: I think you're 100% right, Uh I believe I saw something about a conference call being held this Friday, May 22nd, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it's the SEC. Right. Am I correct about that? Right. The, the, yeah, yeah, they that seem was the, to be that the, was the
4: report. That, yeah, that, that seemed to be the report. Um, I'm not sure if that's the exact day, but it's going to be real. You know, the next few days, I believe, you know, they're going to be discussing it seriously and trying to make the final determination.
1: Correct. Um, yeah, I mean, so that that call was going to be huge. It just feels like the the way that they're the leader on the field, both competitively and viewership. The SEC, uh, you know, sets the tone. So I and it feels like they're going to set the tone here. Uh, you know, with the return of college football, no surprise. Uh, so yeah, I, I think whatever comes out of that Friday conference call could go a long way towards the future, but basically ap it feels like it's you know more positive than negative on returning i mean that's the sense i've been getting you know uh with an abundance of caution but nonetheless it feels like uh it it could be a go i mean who knows but they they certainly want it to happen
4: yeah i think so john i believe that uh the sec they're going to try to have these games whether they're able to play the non-conference games that's correct uh not been been established right now but they could have a, a 10 game season let's say you don't play a couple non-conference games and you play one of your non-conference or a couple of your non-conference games or you add a conference game because the sec is an eight uh game league i think the acc is an eight game league big 10 is nine i think the their 12 is nine and the big 12 they play all their opponents so that's you know, the Big 12 is only 10 teams, so they play the nine games, of full schedule. So there might be some uh, modification with the schedule. But, uh, you know, even the California schools, I, I believe that they're going to figure a way to practice, whether they have to leave the state a couple weeks, uh, you know, a certain amount of time be- before the season begins, or they move to a county where it's, uh, it's not as prevalent, you know, where they get an approval from the, the government of that state. I, I think it's going to work out for them as well.
1: Yeah, well, after last week, you know, whether it's the SEC in the state of Florida or Arizona and out in the Pac-12, I mean, the governors of both state states, quite interestingly, both said, we are open for sports immediately, basically, uh, they were as of Saturday, and, you know, come on down. And the University of Florida SEC member basically said, you know, we are happy to host not only college, but professional sports which just really jumped right, out yeah. at me. I mean, you're basically saying the New England Patriots, theoretically, I'm just giving an example here, could go down and play in the swamp. I mean, that's basically was the announcement. And then it was backed yes, up yeah. by the Florida spokesperson who I heard, the Gator spokesperson, so AD or whomever, or Chancellor, whatever it was. But that to me is a, is a major, that kind of sets the tone for what we might expect out of this conference call in my mind.
4: Yes, yeah, so you get the person who sat in the front row for math class, and you yeah. let them figure out all the numbers, and then you proceed from there. So, would you rather lose everything or just be able to recoup some of, some of the dollars to make uh, your athletic departments operable in the next few months? I mean, that's that's what it comes down to, John. This is all numbers for these athletic directors that are trying to balance the there's prospects of losing games or playing games because the football department in most cases, uh, you know, has the the money and generates enough money to operate the women's golf team, the men's swimming team, I mean, all these other sports. So uh, that's why the college football is so important to universities and colleges throughout this country.
1: Absolutely. AP. I mean, it's the bell cow (laughs) to put it mildly. That's an understatement. Um, you know, the other thing, uh, I haven't been hearing a whole lot of this lately, but certainly as recently, you know, er, early on in the discussion, of just going back a few weeks of college football returning. I mean, it was pretty cut and dry, no students, no college football, as in if the, if the college is not open for students returning to class, then there's no way college football is being held, um, I, be, I haven't been hearing that suddenly in the past week or so, so I'm wondering, <laughs> number one, have you been hearing anything, or, or is that still you know well, being held to?
4: Yeah, I think they're working on the premise that the students will be involved in, in um, attending the games uh, at some level. Uh, you know, you have a, a stadium 100,000 you're not going to have that to full capacity. Can you have 35,000, 25,000? I think that can be arranged where the social distancing uh, is, is uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, can occur. So I I, I still think the students, and it all involves a liability job, because if the students aren't there, then you ask these student-athletes to come back, they're saying, well, I'm coming back, but why, why aren't the other students on campus? You know what risks am I taking? You know the parents right. are going to have to. I think there are going to be some objections. So it, it's all once again numbers, right? It involves a liability, and, and colleges and they need these students to come back to pay this tuition as well.
1: Right, and stating the obvious, football is not golf. <laughs> football is a contact <laughs> sport. Yeah, right. as we all well know that needs no explanation, but. You know, UFC is too, and I know it's one-on-one, but it is certainly a contact sport, to put it mildly. Um, So still a lot to work out. And, you know, to state the obvious, to college football more than any other sport in America, you know, is about the fans. It's about the the enthusiasm, the tradition, all of it. Um, So you just cannot separate the two so you know i watched the bundesliga german soccer uh from an empty stadium of eighty thousand people on saturday morning and uh yeah uh, let's just say it was different it was about what you'd expect they were piping in some type of noise couldn't figure out if it was crowd noise or, or music or a blend of both but you know it was a little awkward but you know not complaining it was just good to see you know certainly the players and teams were enthusiastic and Goal scoring was awkward. Were they socially distanced? and you know? But again, you know, we'll all take what we can get if it's safe for everybody involved, right?
4: Oh, oh, yeah, John. And I don't know if this can be worked out between the schools and the TV networks, but if they don't have as many fans in the stadium, I would think the numbers are going to increase dramatically uh, watching the game. So will Correct. they be able to uh you know recoup some of that percentage of uh lost revenue from the ticket sales through the television
1: correct i mean absolutely i'm looking forward to seeing some of the numbers for instance from golf yesterday i, I i'm guessing it was a pretty big number uh and i think this sunday will be a bigger number with you know uh Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady versus uh Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning Uh, Big names there, to say the least. Also golfing in Florida, 18 holes for charity on on Sunday. So, yeah, it's all very relevant, AP. And uh, I I totally agree with you. Like, you know, uh, viewership numbers are setting records right now. And uh, so we shall see. And the advertising industry has been changing, as they should, to be timely with what's going on in the world. Uh, with covid-19 so you know uh it's all just very relevant uh so we shall see but ap we're at the end of our first segment already still a lot more to get to which we'll do on the other side
2: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
3: Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel
2: and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we talked a lot about... uh, You know, college football reopening and some live TV sports over the weekend were held on TV. But off the field and sticking with college football, there was some big news over the weekend, right?
4: Yeah, there sure was, John. You know, quarterback is the most important position on a football team. And uh, Tawa Tungavailoa, the younger brother of Tua Tungavailoa, he had a decision to make about transferring. And he chose the University of Maryland. And that decision was based on the fact that Mike Loxley, the head coach, was the offensive coordinator at Alabama for Tua and uh, one of those years. And so the family is familiar with Coach Loxley, and so he chose to join the the Big Ten at the University of Maryland. And he'll have to sit out one year, and he'll have three years of eligibility because he played five games at Alabama this past year, which goes beyond that four-game maximum if you want to retain your, your red shirt, of uh, you know, your freshman year or, or your red shirt year.
1: Oh, well, I didn't realize he had to sit out a year. I, I think we're so used to people just going and starting, uh, you know, I, I think when I saw it, I assumed he'd be uh, playing this September, but I'm glad you pointed that out. The, that's, you know, with the transfer portal and all that, uh, so prevalent and people just jumping programs and playing immediately. Uh, I didn't know that. I forgot about the four game program. So, wow, that's uh, but he can, he has three years after that. And uh, that's a big time move. He's already a big name because he's to his brother and Alabama yeah. recruited him for a reason beyond being to his brother. I'm sure he's good. And right. Maryland football. Wow. Uh, let's not forget Maryland just a year or two ago had some serious problems with one of their players dying in practice. So this is yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. yeah that's big. Uh, Coach Locksley came in. I think he's recruiting fairly well too. And you know, people are going to that state, John, to recruit players. I mean, LSU and Alabama at the Matha High School there, and and so you know, there's different right, talent. But right, right from there, so uh,
1: right. if you
4: can corral some of them to get them to stay home. And uh, Coach Loxley, he's got some tentacles that reach out beyond uh, Maryland, but uh, it should be interesting in the next couple of years if he gets some town and Tal a starting quarterback playing in uh, in a Big Ten school. You know, that's some cold weather involved, John.
1: No doubt about it, and no doubt about it. And APU are right on about uh, you know uh, athletes coming out of Maryland. I mean, I mentioned Chase Young. Best lineman in the country, number two pick in the draft. He went to DeMatha High School. DeBatha and their coach Morgan Wooten in basketball, absolutely legendary. Legendary Um, for the past many decades, 50 years more or more. But, you know, uh, along with that, the the football program has risen dramatically. And there's actually, I, I just, I taped it, haven't watched it yet. There's a show that, you know, Prince George's County, which is kind of between Near College Park, where Maryland is located, actually, if not, actually, yeah, if mm-hmm. College Park actually isn't in it, I think there's more. Right. I think the the program is uh, more college basketball players, more basketball players rec- come out of Prince George's County than any county in America, um, which is saying something. So yeah, yeah, I wouldn't
4: it. So, I know that, Yeah. I know there's a community. I'm not sure if that's the county. It probably is. A lot of retired NBA players live there.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Durant's from there. Let's start with that. But, yeah, the show I'm talking about on Showtime just came out. Basketball County in the Water. Uh, I'll just read it here. Star athletes, local legends, historians, and experts chronicle the evolution of the game and examine why Prince George's County, Maryland, produces more professional basketball players than anywhere else in the world. I'd say that, that, that says it all right there. Uh, but AP, I mean, you know, as a growing up in uh, half an hour from Penn State, but only, just as importantly, an hour and a half from the Maryland border or growing up in Pennsylvania, uh, Penn State over the years has made a living out of recruiting great players out of Maryland, to say the least. Uh, literally just right up the road, border states, so so this is huge. I mean, it, to me, it, it strikes me that, you know, uh, recruiting uh, to his brother, having him, you know, sit for a year and then play for three years theoretically following that, this could be gigantic, especially with the new coach, Mike Loxley. Uh, this could be a gigantic thing for the University of Maryland, now in the Big Ten, by the way, of course, joined a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yes, and if, it was a significant moment for the family because I told people there was going to be really two options. He was going to attend a school in Florida to be near his brother, you know, Miami, Central Florida, right. South Florida, Florida International, right. Florida Atlantic, and or he's going to go be on his own. And to some degree he did. He went to Maryland, but there's, like I said, a familiarity with the coach, Coach yes. Loxley, because he was the offensive coordinator for two at Alabama for uh, one or two seasons. So he did separate himself from his uh, brother, but he is going to somebody that uh, the family knows. And, you know, I'm sure there was, uh, you know, there was discussions about, you know, his intentions of bringing on Talia to the Maryland program.
1: Correct. Correct. And let's not forget, by the way, that Maryland has uh, quite a history of good quarterbacks. Uh, Boomer Esiason went there. Uh, Frank Reich went there where he led the greatest comeback in the history of college football, I believe. Uh, He's now, of course, a coach of the Colts. So, I mean, you know, there's a history there. Um, So that's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, Penn State and Maryland, both now in the Big Ten, have a, you know – uh, vicious rivalry it starts in recruiting and it, it certainly you know has been out on the field uh, through the years so as a Penn State fan you know it, it's great uh, that, that ups the ante in my mind having a uh, basically a household name coming in a quarterback.
4: Yeah all the eyes will be on him when he gets a chance to participate with the program i'm sure people will like to watch practice if they let them you know to see how he's making down that system and and uh to play in the big 10 coming from hawaii like i said it's cold weather you're gonna get a chance to see how he operates i mean most of those quarterbacks coming from hawaii i'm just trying to think through the years there probably was somebody coming from that state but i just can't recall somebody playing in so the extreme cold weather, uh, you know, McKenzie, was it McKenzie Milton? Is that his name? Went to Central oh, right. Florida
1: UCF. UCF, yes.
4: Right, right. UCF. And then Marcus Mariota, Oregon. And then, of course, Tua went to Alabama. Uh, I'm just trying to think if there ever has been somebody Hawaiian born quarterback to succeed in the cold weather. Uh, not that he can't, but it just, it's, it's just unusual, I think.
1: I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's, uh, no, it's, it's a fascinating move, uh, to say the least. And, uh, so yeah, I'm sure, you know, so I have to ask the obvious, I mean, Mike Locksley highly thought of, right? I mean, that was a big move when Maryland brought him in, uh, a year or two ago. Yes.
4: Yes. And he's, I think he, like I said, I think he's starting to recruit fairly well. And, um, when, if you're uh, Tawalia and he, he's looking at the roster and he has those discussion with Coach Loxley and he's he feels confident he's going to be the starter and, and he'll get an, every opportunity. Let's put it that way. You know, you're not transferring to a school and have only three years of eligibility with the intentions of not starting. So, and then also you need some support. I mean, uh, you go to a school like Maryland. I mean, they've had some good teams in the past. Able to compete with, but you know, just about anybody when they Correct. had those those rosters were filled with some t- talented players. That sure. uh, you want some support. So, you know, what's the general direction in the last year or two since he's been there? So, uh, he felt that that was the place that he could succeed.
1: No doubt about it. Well, again, you know, uh, if you're a Big Ten fan, and I am, uh, this you know really ups the ante because you know I think. The last two people to schools, institutions to join the Big Ten were, of course, Rutgers and Maryland. And both schools have been, uh, you know, not at the top of their game. So they've been beaten pretty soundly by some pretty big <laughs> scores, uh, you know, going up against the Ohio States and the Penn States of the world. Um, Michigan as well, of obviously Michigan State. And, you know, so not surprising, but, you, you know, the Big Ten expanded. Eastward uh, got got some of those ratings, and now if you got a program like Maryland and maybe perhaps at some point Rutgers, you know, ringing up you know some of those uh, big ratings uh, that you get only in the Northeast and uh, Mid Atlantic states, that could be interesting. That's I'm sure. So I'm sure the Big Ten's thrilled as a conference.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, Merrill, yeah, like you said, John, they've got a long way to go. But I, And I think it's in uh, Tal Lee's interest that he's redshirting to get more talent to the program Correct. before he steps on the field as a starter. And, um, you know, Mike Loxley, he, he'll open it up for him. I'm sure he, you know, he. And, and I think it's interesting, John, because if you have somebody's brother, they're similar type talent. So, you, you know, when he's speaking to you about what we're going to do with a particular offense, I mean, you're envisioning yourself because you're following your brother. You have some of those uh, same type of skills. So I, I think it's one of the easiest uh, selling j- jobs in the in the world when you're trying to get somebody's brother to attend the school, especially if they're built the same and they have the same mentality. And, of course, Taoli is right-handed. He's about an inch shorter, but he's he's a pretty good athlete, quick feet. And uh, so... I think it was a natural form to, to attend Maryland, you know, to be part of that program and you're, they're building, uh, you know, they're building things and I don't think there's a lot of competition at that quarterback position. So it was, it was perfect.
1: Awesome. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. And now with, you know, sitting out of here, that gives them just like an 18 month time frame where they're about to create buzz. You know what I mean? Um, yes. It's just going to build, you know, uh as we move through and there's you know let's face it he just played a little bit so far so there's an air of mystery around him yet he has the as you mentioned you know fact he's to his brother creates an aura around him that now has 18 months to build before we see him on the field uh what would it be about 15 16 months from now September 2021 uh well AP here we are mm-hmm. at the end of our uh second segment together so we just have uh, we'll take our final break still have a few more things to get to on the other side
3: follow us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice
4: america trn
3: self-improvement career advice and a variety of other topics check us out today you're sure to find something of interest voice america variety talk on today's hot topics
2: are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports if so tune in to the mike abadir show it's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast.
3: All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
0: You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, AP Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started... My pick of the week for appointment viewing is on TNT this Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern time when Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson are going to take on Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning uh, for 18 holes of golf from Medalist Golf Course in Hobie Sound, Florida. And AP, we talked a little bit about uh, yesterday's match, but this one has, uh, you know, even bigger names. Uh And it has a nice mix with, you know, we're going to get to watch Tom Brady and Peyton Manning play golf. It's going to be great. And not to mention Phil and Tiger as well. So I think this is going to be a lot of fun come Sunday and a good time. Sunday, you know, Memorial Day weekend, Sunday at 3 p.m. I believe it is or Eastern time. So, yeah, it's going to be great.
4: Yeah, I think there'll be a lot of eyes watching this event. It's a, you know something made for television and I'm trying to think of, you know, they've, they've had these before, you know, different golf events, I'm sure. But, uh, you you know, maybe it's something like the Bobby Riggs and Billy Jean King, something like that. I mean, that was like on a Monday, that was a Monday night event. I think it was, if I remember correctly. But, you know, this is something that it'd be interesting to see how many people watch and, uh, you know, have two quarterbacks, two, uh, Great quarterbacks, two great golfers, and paired up together. And and it's a Sunday afternoon with people are are scouring the TV for something to watch. And people like competition and unscripted drama. So here we are,
1: right? And you talk rivalries here. I mean, uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady uh, going against each other again. Uh, certainly the right. best rivalry over the past. You know, fifteen or so, twenty years in the NFL, and now here we're going to see it recreated on the golf course. Um, Tiger and Phil—it speaks for them, speaks for itself—that rivalry. And but to me, the game changer here is Peyton Manning. I mean, he's just—he's a funny guy. I mean, I have watched almost all of the Peyton places, Peyton's places right. on ESPN, right. and we all know he's one of the great pitchmen in America. If not the world, uh, especially nationwide with Brad Paisley, the commercials and many before that. And uh, he's just a funny guy. And they did a trash talking thing with Phil and Tiger and Brady and uh, Peyton stole the show, you you know, talking about Brady's, uh, (laughs) shall we say, legal troubles down there in Florida, walking into the wrong house, working (laughs) out at the park. (laughs) And he's just a funny guy. I, I, I personally yeah. really enjoy his sense of humor. So, uh, so I, I think he has the opportunity to really make it really really fun.
4: Yeah, you have to have a personality that can grab people's attention. I mean, then uh, you have four dynamic people involved, and and Peyton Manning. I mean. You know, he's, through the years, uh, people have gravitated to watching him when he played on the field. They watch his commercials. Yep. They watch his his uh, segments he has on TV, interviewing former athletes. So correct. So yeah, it should be it should be interesting.
1: Yeah, and one of the Peyton's places, my favorite one of them all, is basically he and Tom Brady riding together in a car and end up at Jim Nance. Jim Nance, CBS announcer, Jim Nance's house, which is of course in the 17-mile drive, right there at Pebble Beach, and he has a hole, as in like a par three hole, in his backyard, and the thing was just hilarious. Where they, you know, it was a, where they kind of quote broke in, uh, used a code to get in his driveway, and then went out back and started playing golf and hitting shots off the roof and everything. It was just. Hilarious, and it was Brady and Manning, just back and forth, kidding around, making fun of Jim Nance as well. All in good natu- all good natured, obviously. Yeah. And it was just absolutely hilarious. Like, and you know, so let's start with the fact they're both excellent golfers. Brady is <laughs> tremendous. He, as soon as he got to Florida, he joined Seminole Country Club on the other coast, no less, as in a two, two and a half hour drive from Tampa. Uh, the golf course that was featured yesterday with the Rory McIlroy tournament. Uh, that was for charity. This one's for charity. It's literally named The Match, Champions for Charity. That's this Sunday's match. And, uh, yeah, for to benefit COVID-19 relief efforts, of course. So, yeah, so I think it's going to be great, AP. I'm really, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and Brady and Manning, based on that, what we've seen through the years, but as well as you know, what I saw with the Jim Nance segment, they play well off each other. They really do. Like uh, they're they're like a bit of a comedy team together, and it's it's mostly Manning and making the jokes, but Brady handles it really well, and and has his own little comedic air to him as well. So they they just they go well together. Should be fun.
4: Yeah, it'll be entertaining. I mean, that's what you're trying to do, entertain people right now. And right. Have some little, you know, competition. And so, I mean, it's amazing how they can get this thing together so quickly. Right, John? Major
1: experience. It is. It is, you know, and just to close it out here in our final couple minutes, a uh, couple things I really liked yesterday. Hopefully we'll see them again uh, this Sunday, but I liked yesterday. Players were wearing shorts. You know, little thing, but it's not something we've seen, so I loved it. Right. Players carrying their own bags, and believe me, their bags are heavier than mine and yours. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, tra- <laughs> they draped them on their backs, you know, like a, like a backpack. And, of course, they right. walked the course, no carts. And best of all, they miked them up. And it goes right to the back to what I was just saying about Peyton Manning's sense of humor, all of it um and phil and tiger by the way let's not forget they have legendary trash talking between them so there'll be a lot there so I, i'm assuming obviously they're going to be mic'd up but yeah they, they're there those were pretty cool things yesterday i'm hoping that all of that is in place for this sunday as well i expect that it will be i think it'll i mean that's what it's all about right like having fun yeah i think raising money yeah people
4: would be disappointed yeah they'd be disappointed if they weren't mic'd up I, I, right I can assure no, you, so yeah, that's up. that's probably part of the production.
1: No doubt about it, AP. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I think it's going to be good, uh, you know, and by the way, it was also interesting, AP, just to learn, like, to hear these guys talk and how precise they are with reading greens and things like that, it was really pretty cool to watch, so hopefully we get a little bit more of that on Sunday as well.
4: Yeah, it should be fun.
1: No doubt about it, AP. So, uh, believe it or not, we're at the end of the show. I want to thank you, as always, for joining us and giving us your expertise.
4: Hey, John, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your show.
1: All right, and thanks again, AP. And, as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time.